Amen. Happy Sabbath, everybody. All right, welcome once again to uh, another Sabbath, and we're about to go into our second presentation for today. And um, I praise God for what has been um, discussed so far. Um, high blood pressure, as Val was showing, is due to a lack of something. Amen? Amen. All right. Romario was showing us um, the root of sin, how, how, how the love of money and the, the, the evils it brings upon, our, our, upon our, our world. Now, I want us to keep those two things in mind. In one, you're lacking, and in the other, it's an excess. And I want us to keep those things in mind as I go through my presentation, right? Val spoke of, the, Val was talking about the body, the natural body, amen? amen. Romario was somewhat highlighting the world, right? I'm not saying the church is not in there, but he was highlighting the world a little bit. And now I am going to address the church specifically. All right. I want us to take everything that I'm sharing in light of the church, but keeping in mind the principles and the things that Romario also taught. All right. Because they're, they're, they really do, um, they are a part of the church. And so in Revelation chapter 14, the Bible says, Fear God and give glory to Him because the hour of His judgment. Is come. The very first message we receive from heaven is to fear God. Amen? Amen? Which means it's the very first thing we must do. Fear God and give glory. no fear, no giving of glory. All right? The Bible says Noah moved with what? So he accepted the first angel's message. Amen? And he gave glory to God by building and preaching. Amen? And the, because the preaching of the message is what leads to the fall of Babylon. All right? So Noah, he repented at the preaching. Amen? Amen? He feared God and he gave glory to him. Now, as we, in the last few weeks, we, as, we've gone through, as we've been going through what the Lord is opening up, one of the things he's been really opening up is Laodicea. Amen? And we recognize that we are Laodicean. We are the people that the message is for. We are the ones Christ is saying that you are lukewarm. Amen? And last week, I touched on the power of prayer, right? And the importance of prayer in breaking the, 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 the power of the enemy. And what was wrong with James White? He was paralyzed, right? And so today, I'll pick up from that point, right? And I, and I want to make two points here today, and hopefully, we, we get them, all right? So, Paralysis. I'm going to begin with paralysis. And we read the quote. It says on Wednesday, August 16, 1865, Elder White, as a result of excessive labor and loss of sleep, too much of one thing, a little bit of the other thing, right? The Bible says, I mean, Sister White says, no, that's sorry, that's Loughborough, says the elder had a stroke of paralysis. And what is paralysis? Right? That's the question. What is paralysis? It's in the notes, right? Paralysis, the Bible says, is, a, is, is not the Bible, the 1828 dictionary. It says for, uh, to loosen, to dissolve, or what? A weaken. All right? The other thing, it's palsy. Paralysis is palsy. Does the Bible have stories about palsy? Yes. All right, so the Bible is teaching us what paralysis is. James White was paralyzed. He had the palsy. What does it mean 
What does the word palsy mean? To paralyze, to deprive of the power of motion. To deprive of the power of what? Ellen White says, I saw people high up on a path moving where? Towards the city. Right? And if you're not moving, then you're deprived. I mean, if you, if you have the palsy, then you'll be deprived of motion. Right? You will stay where you are. In fact, you will go back. Right? It says to destroy energy. All right? Palsy means to destroy energy. So to not, to, to be paralyzed is to have no energy to do what you want to do. Amen? All right. Let us continue. Now let's go to Matthew 9 and verse 2. That's Romans 7. Yeah. Yeah, he, he says all that which he, he wants to do, he can't do. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Matthew 9. Let us read the story about the palsy. And behold, uh, and behold, they brought him a man, what? Sick of the palsy. So paralysis is a sickness. Amen? And sick people need physicians. Laying on a bed, and Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the, so, uh, of the, uh, unto the, sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy what? Sin. So what really paralyzes you? Sin. Amen. Amen? It's sin, right? Our par paralysis is because of particular sins. That's why Jesus said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. The Bible says, And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easy to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power to do what? On, on earth to forgive sin. Power on earth to forgive or to take you out of your paralysis. Amen? Amen? All right. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and what's, what's the remedy for paralysis? Work. It's right here. Arise, take up thy bed, and, and walk. Amen? Go to thine House. Let's go to John 5. Jesus uses the same thing. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made Whole. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And what? Immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was what? Was the Sabbath. Keep that in mind. The Sabbath day. Alright? It's very important. The Sabbath day is when Jesus does his most healing. Amen? Amen. And the Sabbath day is really when he takes us out of the palsy. Alright? We need to understand. We need to see. Let us continue. Sister White says, I'm just highlighting that part where she says, Christ says, um, will thou be made whole? Let's just go down to the next quote. I'm going to skip that one. It says, Jesus did not ask the sufferer to exercise what? Faith in him. He simply says, 
rise, take up thy bed, and walk. But the man's faith takes hold upon what? Upon that word. By faith, Noah what? Moved with fear. All right? Faith is needed to come out of paralysis. Amen? All right. It says, every northern muscle thrills with new life, and healthful action comes to his crippled limbs. Without what? I like this. Without question, the Bible, um, Sister White says, he sets his will to obey the command of Christ. Without question. Everyone's following? How does Christ speak to us today? No, we've been saying it. By revelation. Amen? So when these revelations come, how should we move according to this passage? Without question. Amen? Not, Lord, where is the money going to come from? Not, Lord, I don't know this person. Right? None of that stuff, right? Without question, the Bible says, he sets his will. He sets his what? His will to obey the command of Christ. And all his muscles responds to his will. Amen? Springing up to his feet, he finds himself what kind of man? An active man. He's no longer paralyzed. Why? Because he willed himself to follow Christ's words. How are we going to become active in this little group? How are we going to become active? We must will ourselves to obey the commands that come from Christ. Amen? All right. And I'm saying we are paralyzed. That's why I'm teaching this. We are paralyzed. And if we tell ourselves otherwise, we're, really, we're, we're, we're lukewarm. It's as simple as that. If you tell yourself otherwise, you're lukewarm. And you, the very thing you need is the very thing you're saying that you're not. All right? So let's continue. Romario went over it, right? You must admit you're an alcoholic if you ought to get uh, the, the way, right? The way to not be an alcoholic. But let us continue. Jesus has given the man, had given him no assurance of divine help. This is our condition. Christ says, go to New York. Christ says, um, people call us and say, we need you to come here, right? Christ says, you guys, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to get out of the country. But what hasn't he given us? He doesn't give us assurance of divine help. Not money. Not, I see you, Val. I, I agree with you. On, but he doesn't give us the assurance of divine help. But, but he said, do it. Right? This is where he's trying to get us to. This point. He said, do it. No assurance of divine help is his way of testing. Is his way to see if you're going to will yourself to obey the command. Amen? Amen. Go ahead, Sister M. We must do it without question. Now, amen. Without question. But let us continue. The man might have stooped to doubt and lost his one chance of healing. But he believed Christ's words and in acting upon it, received strength. Amen? As we go, the sea opens. This, this, this is not new. This is not new. But why is the Lord bringing it up again? Because we're a stubborn, lazy bunch. All right? And the Lord has to do it over and over and over. 
But one day he's going to stop talking and he's going to start acting. All right? Conspicuous means to be in the open. All right? To be in a place where everybody can see you. The Lord is taking down conspicuous things. Now, what does that mean for those of us who stand in the pulpit? It's fearful. We're the conspicuous things. It's fearful. What does that mean for husbands? That's the one that's most visible in the home. It's fearful. The Lord is warning us and we need to move. By faith, Noah moved. Amen? We need to move by faith. Let us continue. It says, Through the same faith, we may receive what kind of healing? Spiritual, Spiritual healing. healing. By sin, we have been severed from the life of God. Our souls are palsied. Of ourselves, we are no more capable of living a holy life than was the impotent man capable of walking. There are many who realizes realize their helplessness and who long for that spiritual life which will bring them into harmony with God. They are vainly striving to obtain it. In despair they cry. What they cry, Romario? O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Let these desponding, struggling ones, what? Look up. Uh, look and live. Amen? The Savior is bending over with, per, with, with the purchase of his blood, which is the serpent on the pole, amen, saying with inexpressible te tenderness and pity, Wilt thou be made whole? He bids you arise in health and peace. Do not wait to feel that you are made whole. Believe his word and it will be fulfilled. Put your will on the side of Christ will to serve him, and in acting upon his word, you will receive strength. It's a nice promise. Amen? As we do what Christ says, Christ will provide. All right? We're not in this condition of lack of funds by accident. Right? There is something we ought to do to come out of it. As we will to do it, the Lord is just going to strengthen us through it. This, this is what this is teaching us. So we must know what? Pray and ask the Lord, well, what are we not doing? Lord, what are we not doing? What is keeping us paralyzed? All right? And for every individual, it's something different. For every family, it's something different. But living waters also have something in general that paralyzes us, which we must search for. And like Daniel and the men, we must all pray for the Lord to break that power. Amen? Let us continue. It says, Whatever may be the evil practice, the master passion, which through long indulgence binds soul and both soul and body, Christ is able and longs to deliver. He will impart life to the soul that is dead in trespasses. He will set free the captive that is held by what? Weakness. Paralysis is weakness. Right? And misfortune and the chains of sin. We have a lot of praying to do, brethren. Let us continue. Skip that next quote. Um, go down to page four. Ours is a great work. Yet there are many who profess 
to believe the sacred truths who are paralyzed by the sophistry of Satan and are doing what? Nothing, but rather what? Hinders God's cause. When we do nothing, we hinder the Lord's cause. When will they act like those who wait for the Lord? When will they show what? What does it say? A what? A zeal in accordance with? Be zealous, therefore, and repent. That's the message to Laodicea. Laodicea is a paralyzed church. Amen? Let us continue. When the word is spoken, you should remember, brethren, that you are listening to the voice of God through his what? Delegated servants. And I'm reading this now because I'm bringing this home. Right? This is us, our paralyzed condition. And we see it every Sabbath. Every Sabbath we see it. And by the end of this presentation, I'll hope that you understand how we see it. Right? Sister White says this. She says, when the minister speaks, you are listening to the voice of God through his what? Delegated servant. Listen how? What she says? Listen attentively. Sleep not for one instant, because by this slumber you may lose the very words that you need most, the very words which, if heeded, would save your feet from straying into wrong paths. Satan and his angels are busy creating a paralyzed condition of the senses so that cautions, warnings, and reproofs shall not be heard. Or if heard, they, that they shall not take effect upon the heart and what? Reform the life. Sometimes a little child may attract the attention of the hearers that the precious seed does not fall into good ground and bring forth fruit. Sometimes young men and women have so little reverence for the house and, uh, and worship of God that they keep up a continual communication with each other during the sermon. That also for adults too. Right? It's not just young men and women. Sometimes as adults, we do the same thing. Demonstrating our paralyzed condition. Demonstrating that we don't have the mind to realize that we need to be paying attention. That, that's really what he's showing. We don't have that in our minds, that we really need to be paying attention. Let us continue. It says, Could these see the angels of God looking upon them and marking their doings, they would be filled with shame and abhorrence of themselves. God wants attentive hearers. It is while men slept that the enemy sowed tears. She highlights what it means to sleep. It means to literally sleep. It also means to be distracted. It also means to be talking. Right? If we're doing those things, we're asleep. All right? Children, stop talking while the minister is preaching. Be attentive. Amen? Adults, let's not sleep. And there is ways to keep ourselves from sleeping. She says, don't make yourself too tired so that you come to the church on Sabbath and fall asleep. Right? That's one way. But if, if you come to church and Satan is putting that spirit upon you, it is your duty to war against it. Right? You have to go to war against it. Amen? All right. Now, parents. You know, I, I, I've had to deal with this one my whole life. This one, when I read this quote coming into this message, it, 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 it shocked me. And, 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 and to this day, 
I know I failed numerous times, and I go home feeling guilty at times. It says, parents, uh, sorry, it says, I have found that on Sabbath, uh, sorry, on the Sabbath day, many are what? Indifferent and do not know where their children are or what they are doing. Now, you may know what you, where your children are, and you may know what your children are doing. It doesn't mean that you're not indifferent. I want us to understand that, right? I know what she says here. That is true. But because you know where they are and you know what they're doing doesn't mean you're not indifferent. Let's continue reading. Parents, above what? This, this above what? This is her words. Above everything, take care of your children upon the Sabbath. It's important for parents, above everything, to take care of their children. Do not suffer them to do what? Violate God's holy law, sorry, holy day, by what? Playing in the, in the house or out of doors. You may just as well break the Sabbath yourselves as you let your children do it. And when you suffer your children to wander about and suffer them to play on the Sabbath, God looks upon you as what? Sabbath breakers. She says we must be attentive. If we must be attentive, what should we be teaching our children? I want to I say this. One of the things that I had a, I always... I, maybe I could be corrected later. But some, one of the things that I always had an issue with, in my own family, and I never allowed it, is coloring in church, watching the phone in church for my children. Nothing, if, if there is nothing to do, they'll lay their head against me. And, and, and most times children fall asleep, young children. Most times they fall asleep because they're young, amen? But even in that, I am not allowing them to color or to watch um, phones, or to, even in that. Because they ought to be taught to be what? Attentive. If they're playing with something else, you're not teaching them to be attentive. So we are indifferent in that way. Right? Because we are allowing them not, not to play. In some ways, we are allowing them to play outdoors. Because no, sometimes we don't know, we don't know what they're doing on their, on, their, on their systems. Right? So in some, some ways, we are allowing them to play with something outside of our own purview. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Right? This is something. By the end of this, I hope we see why it's important to reverence the Sabbath. Right? Because this is where I'm going. It, it's really important. We have been doing a terrible job. I have been doing a terrible job in remembering the Sabbath to keep it holy. And by the end of this, we'll see that that plays a big part in our paralysis. Because where do we demonstrate it? On the Sabbath, every Sabbath. All right? But on the Sabbath is where God desires to break it. But if we're breaking his Sabbath, he can't break the paralysis. Amen? Let us continue. So, continuing on. It says that this solemn time, that's 5T380, the church is called upon to be vigilant because of the intense activity of Satan. His agency is seen on every hand, and yet ministers and people. So this is not just about people. This is about the ministers as well. Amen? Ministers and people act as though they were ignorant of his devices and paralyzed by his power. Let each member of the church awake. Let each laborer 
Remember that the vineyard he tills is not his own, but it belongs to his Lord, who has gone on a long journey and in his absence has commissioned his servants to look after his interests. And let him remember that if he is unfaithful to his trust, he must give an account to his Lord when he shall return. Let him remember what? That he must give an, a, an account. Where do we see this message? Fear God and give glory to him because the time for giving an account is come. Amen? Paralysis keeps you from seeing the judgment to come. Right? We act the way we act because we don't fear God. Because we don't see the judgment to come. Our eyes is not on the judgment. Our eyes is on ourselves. Our eyes is on what are we going to do tomorrow. What are, we, what are we doing today? How are we feeling? Our, our, we, we are not participating in God's work. And as much as we, we, the little that we do, it's nothing. Because, but anyway, let, let us continue. It says, the un, um, unfaithful. So Matthew 24 teaches us this unfaithfulness. Verse 45 says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom the Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, what? The judgment is delayed. That's the attitude of the evil servant. The judgment is delayed, the Bible says, and begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in that hour he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is important. We think this is not going to happen? It's going to happen. The Lord is going to come, and he's going to cut us asunder if we don't straighten up. Let us continue. The sickness of Elder White. When, when Elder White fell uh, that day, this is, this is the same story in another place, um, in Life Sketches. That was his response. Just read the bold part. As a matter of fact, read the paragraph um, I, from I helped. I helped him into the house, but he could not speak to me until he was, un, until in the house, he indistinctly, indistinctly uttered the words what? Pray, pray. pray. Even in that condition, when he just got paralyzed, what was, what, what was his mindset? Pray, pray. She says, we dropped on our knees and did what? Cried out to God. And the Bible says, the cry have reached where? Unto heaven. And what does God do when the cries reach unto heaven? He acts. Amen? Amen. Let us continue. It says, we dropped on our knees and cried to God, who had ever been uh, to us a present help in time of trouble. My husband soon uttered the words of praise and gratitude to God because he could use his arm. His hand was partially restored, but not fully. My husband and myself felt the need of drawing near to God. And as by what? Confession and prayer. We drew near to God. We had the blessed assurance that he drew near to us. Precious, exceedingly precious, 
were those seasons of communion with God. One of the things I would, I, I would encourage is, in Ellen White's writing, type in communion and oil. And you'll see how important it is to pray. When we don't pray, we don't get that communion through the golden pipes. In other words, we don't have the oil in our vessels. This is what Kanata has been going over. The oil in the vessels, a large part of it, is because we pray. Amen? If we don't pray, we won't come out of this paralysis. We need the oil. What, what do we use oil for in, mecha in mechanics? To keep things moving. Amen? Why are we paralyzed? No oil. No oil. All, all the joints are seized shut. Right? So we need some WD-40 and we need some grease. Right? Because we need to get moving. Amen? Let us continue. Laodicea. Now, I want you all to bring to mind what Romario just went over. I really wanted to bring this part out to show that this paralysis is us, right? This is nobody outside of this room. This is about us, right? This is about our condition. This is about our lack of effort. This is about our lack of movement. I know we do things, but we'll see that we, 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 we don't do nearly enough of what God wants us to do, or we don't do it in the spirit that we should do it in. All right? So let us continue. Laodicea. It says, so then because thou art lukewarm. That's our condition. That's Laodicea. Because thou sayest, I am what? I am rich and increasing goods and have need of nothing. Take rich men, John D. Rockefeller, Andrew Carnegie, J.P. Morgan, Cornelius Vanderbilt. That's the world. Amen? In the church, we have the same group of men. Right? Men who's forming trusts. Right? Men who is, 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 is using the Lord's money, finance, in, you know, to enrich himself. All of those things, we could take them and spiritually convert them and show it's in the church. Amen? So I want to speak to us, right? It says, because thou sayest I am rich. This is what we're saying. We don't have to open our mouth and say, but the Bible says that's what we're saying. Amen? So we must believe that's what we're saying. So we must ask, Lord, how are we saying that? Right? And increase with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. James 5. Go to now ye. Laodiceans. Amen? Because this, I want you to put the church in here. Go to now living waters. Amen? Put that in here. Weep and howl for what? For your miseries that shall come upon you. If we don't change, this is us. Continue on. Your riches are what? Corrupted. And your garments are moth-eaten. That's why Christ says, buy of me what? Gold and what? Garment. Right? It says, your silver and gold is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and you shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped together treasures together for what? For these last days. We, that's what we're doing right now. All the truths that we're learning, we're heaping them together because we, we know that these truths are necessary to stand in the last days. Amen? It's about, because Ellen White says, by an increase of knowledge, is a people prepared to stand. But the Bible says it's cankered. Right? There is something about what we're gathering that's tainted. And until we fix it, it's no good to us. Amen? Or we're laying it up in the wrong place. Right? Because it says, laid in heaven where uh, moth and rust doth not 
corrupt. Alright? So let's continue. Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. And I want to focus specifically on the four of us, Kanar, Romario, Rashad, and I. We are the ones who feed the flock for the most part. Amen? And in Ezekiel 34, there is a, there is a strong rebuke for those who eat the fat and clothe themselves with the wool, but the flock is sickly. We are the men that are, what, what's the word? Um, no, no, no. Conspicuous. We, Kunaru, Mario, Rashad, and myself, this, I, this, when I read this, I was like, man, Lord, help me. Because we are the men that stand here as these towers. We're the men. We're on the watch. We're the men that are on top looking down, giving to the world. That's what the Twin Towers were. All right? This is specifically for us, for us first. All right? And then to the, to the people. Amen? But as a group, we, we are a tower. Who else is receiving this light? Who, who else do we know that the Lord is teaching? No. I don't know of anyone. I'm not saying there isn't anyone, but I don't know of anyone. And so we have to treat it as though we're the only ones. Right? And the Bible says, weep and howl for the misery that will come upon you. Why? If you don't lay your treasures in heaven. Amen? If you don't buy the gold that is tried in the fire, the white raiment, and the eye salve. Amen? Let us continue. Be patient, therefore, brethren. And this is an allusion to Revelation 12. Here are the patience of the saints. Here are they that what? Keep. The Bible says, um, Sister White says, the man at the command of Christ, he got up. Amen? Noah moved with fear. He kept the commandments. Amen? Fear God and keep his. This is the only duty of man. So right in here is written, living waters. Amen? Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. Let's see now. Let's just look at the rich man. Proverbs 18, verse 11. It says, the rich man's wealth is his what? Strong city. Rockefeller. Their wealth built New York City. Amen? Carnegie, his wealth built Pittsburgh. Right? J.P. Morgan, his wealth built many cities in America. Right? And Vanderbilt, his city was the train tracks. Amen? Altogether, they, they're responsible for the cities. Right? The rich man's wealth is in the city. Uh, uh, is his strong city. Therefore, our strong city is the truth that God has given us since October 22nd, 1844. Amen? That's our strong city. And our wealth, Adventists on a whole now in general, are the rich man's wealth is his strong city. When you go to an Adventist, the first thing they say is, I know I have the right Sabbath. That's his strong city. He's comfortable there. Because why? And as an high wall is his own conceit. All right? What, is the, what does the Bible mean by conceit? Strong's H. 4906. It says figuratively what? Conceit. Figuratively, imagination. Right? So let's read that text again. The rich man's wealth is his strong city, and as a high wall is his own imagination. Amen? So 
money corrupts your imagination. Wealth corrupts your imagination. All right? And the Lord is giving us a lot of wealth. All these truths. But the Bible says it can corrupt your imagination. So we must protect from that corruption. We must lay it up in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt. Amen? Let us continue. Was, continue, was evil Continu continually. All right? So, imagination. Now, this word also goes deeper, right? From the same as H7906. So, let's look at H7906. It says it means to surmount or an observatory. What is an observatory? Uh, uh, sorry, in, in Brown, um, Brown Driver Briggs, it means the watchtower. All right? So, the rich man's um, the rich man is where? On his? This is why we are up here. We're getting light and we stand and we teach men because we are on our what? On our watchtower. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower to see what the Lord will say unto me. Right? This is us. We are on the watchtower. Just like this rich man, they build their watchtower. Two twin towers. I'm not two twin. But the twin towers. Amen? Let's continue. So, observatory. What is an observatory? A place or building for making observation on heavenly bodies. So, Habakkuk is doing the right thing. Right? He's making observation to see what the Lord of heaven, or what the heavenly bodies will say unto him. The rich men are doing the same thing. They're tapping into Satan. Because that's their heavenly body. But at the same time, they're also looking at the government. They're looking at to see how the government is moving to know how they should move. Right? And what, shall I, what I shall answer. Right? When the government moves. Amen? But we're also looking at the government. Because when they locked down the place under COVID, we was looking to see what they would do so we would know what? How we should move. But when we saw how they move, we looked to our God. And we said, God, how should we move? He says, have your meetings anyway. Amen? Amen. Amen. Not that we are not to look at the government, but we have to look to the other government after we find out what our earthly government is doing. But praise God, he's not only he's showing us what our government is doing before they do it. Right? So that we can look to him long before they do it. And he can give us these answers. Amen? Let us continue. We're on our watchtower. They're on their watchtower. But I want to focus on us. It's important for us because our wealth is our strong city. Alright? So let us continue. Surmount. What does it mean to surmount? It means to ascend. Right? So as a Laodicean, if you are on your watchtower and, 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 and you're, uh, what is it? And your, your high wall is your own imagination. You're surmounting something. So what, this is what the Bible is teaching us. Where do we see someone surmounting something? Uh, which means to ascend or to rise above. For thou hast said in thine what? In thine own imagination. In thine heart that I will ascend. I will rise into the heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. If you, are, if you are lukewarm, that's your condition. That's how terrible it is. 
It's terrible to be paralyzed because that's your condition. You're putting yourself above God by not rising and walking. Because if that man didn't get up, he would have been saying to Christ, you can't heal me. That's what he would have been saying. But by faith, he moved. Amen? All right, let's continue. It says, I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. That's what a lukewarm person is saying. I am my own God. I don't need that gold that's tried in the fire, the gold from heaven. I don't need the oil that comes from heaven. I don't need the garment that comes from heaven. I can make my own garment. I can find my own oil. And I can find my own gold. This is what we're saying. Essentially, you're saying, I can create. All right? And Christ will say then, you're of your father the devil. That's what is a lukewarm person. That's the response to a lukewarm person. You are of your father, the devil. Let us continue. Psalms 40, 49, verses 6. The Bible says, They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in their multitude of their riches. This is us. All right? I really want us to keep our minds here. Right? Don't go out there. These men do what they do. It applies to them. But when you have the right application in your life and Christ has made the changes in you, then you could start applying it to other men because you will judge righteously. Amen? Until then, we can't judge righteously. Right? We could see things, but we are not going to be able to judge righteously. So the Bible says, They that trust in wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his what? His brother. Nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. That he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die. This is the rich, right? This is what he sees. This is why rich people act the way they do. But this is why we're also acting the way we do. It says, for he seeth that wise men die. How many wise men have died in this movement? Where are they now? They're gone, right? We, we've seen it. All the men that came through since 9-11, where are they? So, so those who are lukewarm, they see that. That's what they see. And, and, and the Lord gave them, those people who have left this movement, they still know like, that, that parts of this movement is true, so they're in this lukewarm position. A lot of them is just waiting to see this movement come back up. They saw the wise men die. All right? And they tell themselves, I'm rich and increased with goods. Why? Because I didn't fall for that. For that. That's how, that's, how they, that's how they think. Right? Well, we hear and we say, we're not going to fall for that because we stayed. Same thing. One lacks, one has too much. Everyone's following? It, high blood pressure either way. Oh, low, oh, low blood pressure. Right, Val? So it says, this is what rich people say. This is the rich man's mindset. For he seeth that the wise die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. The men that left this movement, they taught truths, amen? God gave them light, amen? But they left their truth to others, all right? And the Bible says, their inward thought, this is those who are looking, their inward thought, their imagination, amen? Is, their, their inward thought is that their houses shall continue for you shall not surely die. Right? That's, that's the mindset. That's why you're off your father, the devil. And it says, their dwelling places to all what? To all generations. In the margin, it means, it says that their dwelling places from generation to generation. 
All right? And then it says, they call their lands after their own names. Rockefeller Center. Huh? J.P. Morgan Chase. Carnegie Hall. Right? But how do we do that? How do we do it? How do we put our names on things here on the earth? We stamp our characters in our children. Right? Those of us who are not, we stamp our characters on a movement. On, on the, isn't that what Parmina did? He stamped his character on the movement. He put his name on his land, I want my ministry. Right? Mark put his name on his land, my ministry. Right? No unity. Everybody want their name on something. Right? But the Bible says in Genesis chapter 4 that the children of Seth called upon the name of the Lord. They didn't put their name on anything. They look for the name that's upon the city whose builder and maker is God. All right? They lay their treasures up in heaven. Amen? So let's continue. I mean, this really applies to these men. I, I, it was part of my thought to teach about the world, but no. Romario taught enough for that. We need to understand what's happening among us. If we continue the way we go and we're going to put our names on things, Right? And we're going to say, who are you to tell me anything? My name is on my own body. My own land. This is, I am me, and nobody can tell me what to do. Amen? This, this is what we're going to do. This is, when you put your name on something, you're claiming it. All right? Don't tell my children anything. They're my children. Let me deal with them. That, 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 that's, 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 all, that's all our part. We, we do these things spiritually. Amen? Don't come to my house and try to change things. You see me dressed in a particular way, don't tell me nothing. You see me cooking a particular way, don't tell me nothing. My name is on this house. This is the attitude. All right? Well, the minister taught something. Who does he think he is? Why is he going up there and stand up and say that? That's you putting your name on yourself. It's really, it's subtle because Satan is subtle. Amen? Those are things we must think about. So let us continue. Now this part. This is where I'm coming with the Sabbath because... It's on the Sabbath is when you demonstrate what you've put your name on. Right? Because every truth that comes from the pulpit that you reject, it tells me that you've written your name on that particular thing is why you don't want to move it. Because God is giving you a different character. And you say, no, nah, Lord, I already have the character that I need. Amen? Cain fled from what? From the presence of the Lord. Where is the Lord's presence every Sabbath? Right here. So when we, when we go away, not accepting certain truths, what are we going away and build? A city to keep the presence of God out. Amen? Let us continue. She says, while I was praying at the family altar, the Holy Ghost fell upon me. I love this. Puts great importance on the family altar. Amen? It's really important that we spend time at the family altar. Because the Holy Ghost comes there at the family altar. I, I love this. Go ahead, Val. Yep. 
A city is the thought. And every other thing you build around it is you just protecting that thought. This is what Romario was talking about. God has to remove something. It's just something we're building around, right? The, for 38 years, that man was building on a thought. And then one day, Christ came and changed his thought. Christ says, wilt thou be made whole? Gave him a new thought to build around. And then Christ said, rise, take up thy bed and start building around that thought. And the man willed himself and he started building around that thought. Amen? This, 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 is, this, is, um, this is what the Lord wants to do for us. There is a thought that he's going to take away at the Sunday law. I love that thought too. I, I, I praise God for it. Because it's, it's great hope. Right? But we have to do it every day. So let's continue. She says, the Holy Ghost fell upon me, and I seem to be rising higher and higher, far above the dark world. I turned to look for the Advent people in the world, <clears throat> but could not find them. Where are they? On their towers. High. Amen? It says, when a voice said, look again and look a little higher. At, at this I raised mine eyes and saw a straight and narrow path cast high above the world. On that path you should be going forward. Anything else is paralysis. Amen? On this path, the Advent people was traveling to the, to a thought. Amen? On that path, the Advent people is traveling to a particular thought. Amen? Alright, when does God meet with us? Every Sabbath. So every, every Sabbath, we're here in the city. Because every Sabbath, through the minister, or through talking, what we talk about, right? The Lord gives us his thought. Because heaven gathers on Sabbath. Because we gather on Sabbath. And he whatever the council in heaven decides we need today, that's what they send down. Amen? And so when we gather and when we receive, we, we ought to say, praise God, heaven sent that. Heaven definitely sent that. All right? But she says this. The city was on the farther end. So if Sabbath is the farther end, where did you begin? On the first day, Sunday. Amen? This is your path. Right here. This story is teaching you about the Sabbath. All right, let us continue. You know, <clears throat> Go ahead. This is why the Sunday law is so evil. Because it tells you from the very first, you, you, have, you have the right thought already. Mm. You have reached reached the highest height from the very first, and and that's why Sunday is so is so um, evil. Yeah, amen. But yeah. Christ is saying, no, you have not. Keep on going throughout these um, six days, and then and then you shall reach reach the right thought at the end. Amen. He that endure to the end, the same shall be. Save the same shall receive the thought. Amen. All right, this is this is my impression of the city. This is the sun, Christ. Right, that's the that's the light there, right? So she said they had a bright light where? Okay, in relation to the weak, what's the bright light behind you? No, 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 no. The weak. In in I'm saying this path is the weak. In relation to the weak, if Sunday is the beginning of the path, what's the bright light behind you? The Sabbath. All right?
So every time we come here on Sabbath, we receive a thought, a bright light. Amen? And that's the bright light that's to be behind us when the Sabbath is finished. Let us continue. It says, They had a bright light set up behind them at the beginning of the path, which the angel, angel told me was the Sabbath. The light shone what? All along the path. So the light you receive today is to take you to where? To next Sabbath. Amen? Whatever light we receive here today must take you to next Sabbath. All right? Let us continue. It says, and gave light to their feet so that what? It might not stumble. So shall I see you? If they kept their eyes fixed on Jesus, keep fixed on whom? On the next Sabbath. Because light is a symbol of his. So Jesus at the city is the next Sabbath. All right? And if you keep your eyes fixed on the next Sabbath, the Bible says, who, who was just before them, leading them to the city, they were safe. Let us continue. But soon, by Tuesday, some grow weary. So what does Jesus do? It says, they said that the city was a great way off and they expected to enter it before. Then Jesus would encourage them by raising his what? Every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, Jesus would encourage us because it's a long week. We're tired by Tuesday, especially people that go to regular jobs. By Tuesday, ah, it's, it's, you're tired. Man, when is the Sabbath coming? I need rest. Some grow weary. And every Wednesday, Jesus waves his glorious right arm. And the Bible says, and from his arm comes a light waved over the Advent band, and they shouted, Hallelujah. What does it mean, Hallelujah? Let's go to Revelation 19 and verse 4. The Bible says, And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and did what? Worship God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, what? So when we say Hallelujah, we're worshiping God. So on Wednesday, we are called to worship God. But we're also called to worship Him Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, because we are not to grow weary. Amen? The Bible says, um, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Amen. Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as? They shall walk and not grow? From Sabbath to Sabbath, if you mount up with those wings, you won't get weary. Amen? Amen? And at the Sunday law, you can't get weary. Right? You have to go all the way to the end. Amen? So the Bible says, others rashly deny the light behind them. Some of us come to church on Sabbath and we take nothing home. Nothing. You reject what you hear on Sabbath. This, this is what it says, right? So Monday, you start in your walk, and you're rejecting already the light behind you. Uh, that's, what, that's what she's saying. It says, and said that it was not God that had led them out so far. Nah, that was just Canard talking, that interpretation. Who, who, who taught you that? That was just Romario. Romario, he, he made, you know, he, that's man's wisdom, right? Oh, I don't see that in the scriptures. That's, that's Quinton's wisdom, that... that the Bible didn't say Sunday law. That's your wisdom. It just says, you know, that, that, that's the attitude we take during the week, whether we see it or not. And so we're paralyzed. Everyone's following? Let us continue. It says, the light behind them went out. If you don't pay attention to Sabbath light, it's going to go out. And by Wednesday, the Bible says, leaving their feet in what? Perfect darkness. And they stumbled and lost sight of the mark of Jesus and fell off the path into the dark and wicked 
world below. Now, in the perfect fulfillment of this, you're lost if you fall into the dark and wicked world below. But week to week, we do fall in the dark and wicked world below. Week to week, right? But mercy, the Lord gives us another Sabbath and another Sabbath to fix it and another Sabbath to fix it and another Sabbath to fix it. But one of these days, probation is going to close. One of these days, there will be no more Sabbaths left to fix it. All right? And this is what the Lord wants us to, to, to really see. This paralysis, that one of these days, is going to kill us. It's going to kill us. All right? We don't want to get up and do the Lord's work. Well, you may say, well, I don't know what is the Lord's work. Ask him. Ask him. What will you have me do? The Lord brought us to the 2300 days to show us our position and work. We taught that for weeks. Right? And if we don't know, ask him. And pray for me as I pray for you. This, 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 this hit me hard. This, this thing hit me hard. One of the things we, like I said, we began praying for was Sabbath reform. That was a part of our prayer. What is the Lord doing? Sabbath reform. The only way to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy is to take the, the light from this Sabbath into the next Sabbath. If you're not doing that, you will fall in the dark and wicked world below. And you'll come next Sabbath without the wedding garment. This is what the Bible is teaching. You will come next Sabbath with, and you know how I'm going to know? Because you won't speak of the things that you've studied. You won't say amen when the preacher preach. I will know. The Lord is teaching us how to know what you do during the week. I want you to see that. I will, the preacher will know, and it will inform his sermon. Because he has to be a minute man. And if he stands here and he sees, man, ah, look, ah, she's sleeping. Ah, she didn't, she didn't put the, the light. Now he has to teach wheat and tears. Um, yes, now he has to teach wheat and tears. Now he has to change his sermon to wake you up. Right? That's what the Lord is teaching us. He's teaching us how to discern. He's teaching us how to know what one another do during the week. You know why we don't talk to each other on Sabbath much? Six days shall thou labor. What did we do for six days? Didn't talk to each other. What do we expect to do on the Sabbath? Talk to each other? You know why we don't say amen? Because when we have morning and evening worship at home, we don't say amen. So what do you want to come on Sabbath and do? Not say amen. You know why I love the Sabbath? The Lord says, keep the Sabbath because I am the Lord thy God that doth sanctify you. He wants to sanctify you for six days, not one. The Sabbath makes us perfect. Because if you ought to bring, if you are, sorry, um, Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says, and God made the heaven and earth and saw that it was what? What was good? His work. So what did he bring into the Sabbath? Good works. What are you to bring on Sabbath? I can know if your work was good during the week if you don't bring good works on the Sabbath. That's what the Lord is showing us. You guys got to start realizing it's going to be a hard thing to be among each other knowing what one another do during the week. Got to realize that. It's, it's going to be a hard thing. Go ahead, you were saying? All of that is preparing us for the judgment of the living. Amen. Because that's where you're going to see that your work wasn't good or your work Amen. wasn't good. Amen. 
The people that are not here, they're dead, so to speak, figuratively. So we know that they're being judged, amen? But we don't know exactly who's going where. They're not here, right? But in the judgment of the living, we come here every Sabbath, all of us, alive. Amen? And we see, because the king says, take away the filthy God, I mean, sorry, take away the, um, the, 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 the unfaithful servant and cast him into, who do you think is telling that? The others, that's in the judgment. They're the ones he's instructing them to take away. You guys don't understand, there is going to come a time when we're going to have to say we can't fellowship. You have to go. This, this is the seriousness of what the Lord is doing. He's taking us to a place that we must all be prepared for. Everyone's following? It's important to me. It is very important to me. I, I see why we need Sabbath reform. Quinton, I see your hand. I see why we need to keep, why we need to remember to keep the Sabbath holy. Go ahead. I was saying, um, I was going to comment on the dead and alive thing, because we could also be here and still be dead if we're not receiving the oil. Yeah, and that's when he says, take away the, the, the servant and cast him where? Cast him into, because he's dead. He needs to be Hodea, where the dead people are. Mm -hmm. Amen? He can't participate in the judgment of living. He's dead. Go ahead, Sinirin. You're talking about lukewarm, like Laodicean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right, the lukewarm person gets thrown out. Amen? All right. So now let's go. I know I said most of it, but let's read it. Sabbath reveals the heart. This is what the Bible is teaching. Um, Bible and Sister White. So it says, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says, Let no man deceive you by? Not by riches, not by letters, not by anything. Amen? Amen. Because Revelation 18 is about riches. Amen? It says, For that day shall not come, except there be a falling away first. And what? The people among us who didn't keep the Sabbath during the week will be revealed. Yep. It's going to take, and you're going to be exposed. Because that's what it says. The man of sin be revealed, the son of. When time to go to the cross, was not Judas revealed? Amen? All right. Six days Judas walked, but on the seventh day, he didn't have nothing to bring. Amen. Okay. All right. Let's go to Ezekiel 12. I just want to show you all I'm not making this up. That the Lord is really telling us what you're doing in the week. It says, Ezekiel 8 and verse 12. Then he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do where? In the dark. Every man in the chambers of his imagination. This is what he's teaching. The Lord is raising up Ezekiel. And he's going to show us what's done during the week. What are that, 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 shouldn't that put us on guard? That should put us on guard. Let us continue. Revelation 3.15, Laodicea. I, I want to show you what, make this connection. The Lord says, I know thy, so I'm going to reveal it to Ezekiel. That's what he's saying, I know it. All right? And then it says in Romans 1, because that thou knew God, sorry, that when, that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were what? We're not thankful in the weak, but became vain in there, because riches corrupted. Amen? Because we think we're rich and increasing good and have need of nothing. So we become vain in our imaginations. And, they f and their foolish heart were 
fell into the dark and wicked world below. When we leave here, we should keep the Sabbath different. That's my prayer, that we keep the Sabbath different. All right? And Revelation 3.18 says, I counsel thee to buy of me what? Gold what? Past tense. Buy the light from last Sabbath. That's what he's teaching. When we finish this Sabbath and the Lord uh, approves of it, that's the, that's the gold that was tried. On that day, buy that. That was taking you through to the next Sabbath where you buy that again. Amen? You know what that means, Quinton you. Every single Sabbath, we should be going higher and higher and higher. If we, if we, if we walk that path the way we're we supposed to, man, the light from this Sabbath takes us to the next Sabbath. And what does the Lord do? Fresh bread. And the light from that Sabbath takes us to the next Sabbath. And what does the Lord do? Fresh bread. Eventually, we walk into heaven. Amen. That, that's what, that's what the, Sabbath, the Sabbath is beautiful. Man, the Sabbath is beautiful. The Sabbath is your sanctification. And if you remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, you will be sanctified. I, I, we're not Seventh-day Adventists by accident. I love this. this. The Lord is really trying to cleanse and purge us. Amen. Go ahead, Quinton. I was just going to say, this is a really important and powerful truth because you can apply all of the parables to it, you can apply all of the gospel to it because it's all yep. about what we do with what God gives us. Amen. And the whole plan of salvation is to get us to, to perfectly walk from Sabbath to Sabbath and not break it Amen. in the midst of it. Exodus 20 and verse. Now, I know I'm over time, but this is important to me. Exodus 20 and verse 8. Let's go there. You know, we read this I praise God because he's really, he's really teaching us. But I've read this all my life, and I've never gotten so much light from it. The only light you, most people get from it is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. In this broad, general term. But let's read Exodus 20 and verse 8. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. There are two parts to this text. Right? Now, the third, the third angel's message repeats the first and the second. Amen? So the third is the Sabbath. The first and the second is the week. Amen? So you're going to see everything from the week in the third. But hear me out. Right? Remember the Sabbath day. When? When ought you to remember the Sabbath day? On the Sabbath? No. Why are we not to remember it on the Sabbath? And I don't want to, Because it is the Sabbath. It is the Sabbath. So on the Sabbath, you are to keep it holy. That's not the time to remember. You should have remembered it all week. So that when you come to the Sabbath, you could keep it holy. Right here in this text. I, I never saw that. I've never seen that. It tells you how to keep your week. In the, the Bible, um, Christ is, 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 the, is the Lord of time. This, this covers time. He is the one that cut the week out. And then he says, remember the Sabbath day. That's month, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Why? To keep it holy. I love this. And if you just read the rest of this text, it tells you what to think, what to talk about, 
or how to act, what to do. Right here in these few verses, it tells you everything. Who should work, who can't work, who, who could say what, who can't say what, what to say, what to do. I mean, I love this. It's just here. But we're so stubborn that the Lord, it has to take us a long time to get to this point. But praise God we're at this point. Amen? So from next Sabbath, this is my hope, this is my prayer. When we come to church, we have a different attitude. I really hope we have a different attitude. Because this is what the Lord is designing. And the only way we're going to have a different attitude is if we remember the Sabbath as soon as the sun set. As soon as the sun set, we start remembering the Sabbath by thinking about what was taught on that Sabbath. Amen? And build on that and come next Sabbath ready to share and to eat with the brethren. Amen? Go ahead, Sister M, and we'll close on that. And, and that's a sad reality, right? But I praise God for his rebuke because he says, as many as I love, I what? But brethren, the Lord loves us. This is why he gave us this light. He loves us. And he took something that was old, early writings 55, tried in the fire. That was the gold tried in the fire, and he gave it to us. Amen? And we're, off, we're about to go off of this gold. Right? And by God's grace, we... we Satan is going to try us this week, by the way. We aim to keep that because one, one thing about Laodicea is once you buy the gold, you now become, have to become the gold. So you ought to be tried. Once you buy the gold that was tried, then you ought to be tried. So this week is not going to be easy. Right? It, I, I praise God for this revelation because I was begging. I was like, Lord, what do you mean remember the Sabbath day? How do I remember it on Monday? How do I remember? Do I just say Sabbath is coming? Do I, I like, and then he reveals this to me. He's like, no, it's the light from last Sabbath that's going to take you to the next Sabbath. And I praise God for this. Michelle was going to close, but Michelle didn't say anything all Sabbath. You have a what? Oh, okay. She has two terms that I started starting out this, looking up this morning, and I encourage everybody to look at it. Common experience, living experience. She talks about them. There is a common experience, this is what Michelle is talking about, where we just go through the motion, the common, the, and then there's a living experience, one that gives life, one that brings life to the Sabbath, right? We're dead, we're paralyzed because we're going through the common experience. Amen. Yes, it does. Right? Because no, no seed grows without dying. All right? So the living experience comes from death. Self-denial. Guys, guys, self-denial. 
Akastani all day and talk. It, it could go on and on into many different topics, but self-denial and all these things. I, I, I hope that we study those so that you guys could come back next week and tell me about self-denial and all these things. Because you can't get so much. Only six, it's only six loaves on the Sabbath for the whole of Israel. All right? It's not, not a lot. All right? Israel got a big during the week for themselves. Amen? They got to take the pattern of the six and bake. Right? And so they could eat throughout the week. All right? So let us close here with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in your word, you tell us to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And Father, we are grateful. Uh, at first, Lord, you've brought us to the Sabbath. You've brought us to the truth that is the Sabbath. And this is why we are here. And so, Lord, we are grateful for that. And we, we, we like to say thank you and praise God for that. But Lord, uh, we recognize that we have not kept it in the manner in which you, you have prescribed, Lord. You said that we must keep it holy. And so, Lord, as you've reminded us, uh, uh, as you've taught us, Lord, how we ought to keep this day holy, we pray and ask, O oh Lord, that none of us will go away from here, Lord, and not put on the wedding garment, but that each one of us will come back next week fully dressed in the garment that is fit for the Sabbath, Lord, ready to fellowship with you and fellowship one with another. Uh, we pray, O oh Lord, that you will be with us on this Sabbath day. And as we go through the rest of the Sabbath, may you help our thoughts, uh, our ideas, our actions, our activities to be in line with the Sabbath as parents. Help us, Lord, to, to keep an eye on our, on our children. Above all else, you told us that we must pay attention to our children. So help us, Lord, to pay attention to our children, that they may not break the Sabbath, Lord, for it would be as though we did it. And, Lord, we know that this day typifies the judgment. We want a refreshing this week, Lord. We do not want to leave here the same way we came, or even worse. And so we thank you, and we ask that you will do these things in accordance with your will. And we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.